Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. Incredible. Let me pray. Father, I thank you that you are in this house. Lord, we declare this is your house. We assert the dominion of Jesus Christ in this building in Jesus' name. We declare this is holy ground, an altar, Father, that's been built for you, an altar where people's lives will be altered. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. We pray you would speak to us tonight, corporately and individually. Help us. Help me. We want to see a move of God. We love you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. Amen. You can punch somebody before you sit down. Our worship team sounded good, but they also looked cool tonight. I felt like they looked cool, man. Pastor Tessa is looking cool with her new haircut. Looking fly, looking fresh, looking fabulous. Fly fresh and fabulous. You can add those to your... I'm already prophesying. Tonight, the title of my message is Prophecy. Prophecy. A prophecy is something that you see and then you declare. It's a prediction. It's, it's foretelling. And uh, it's something that God will speak to your spirit about. And then he expects you to release it from your mouth. Pastor Mike Maiden said, if you speak what you see, you'll see what you speak. But if you don't speak what you see, will you see what you saw? If God gives you a word to give to somebody and you don't say it, will it ever happen? I get convicted about that. I've been convicted about that. God's given me a word for somebody and I chickened out didn't say it you wonder if it's ever going to come to pass he can tell somebody else to say it but I want to be the last person he tells somebody to say to somebody I want to be involved in the miracle I want to be involved in the supernatural to think that the God of the universe would speak to me about you incredible but he loves you so much he's willing to do whatever he can to get his word to you so a prophecy is something God will give to you for somebody else or God will give to you for you. And sometimes he'll give you a word that will then cause you to see. Sometimes he'll give you a word. He gave us a word that you're going to buy a new house and all of a sudden I can see it. I didn't see it before, but then he spoke a word. And then once you get that word and you can see, you begin to prophesy that word that you saw because his word is your weapon for your future. 
It's a weapon for your future. Sometimes he speaks in pictures. Joel 2.28 says this. It says, in the last days, or it shall come to pass afterwards, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. That means everybody has access. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men will see vision. Sometimes God speaks in pictures and allows you to see, and then gives you the interpretation of that picture so that you can release the word. It's hard to release a picture, but you can interpret that picture and release a word. I would say... 100% of the time at men's prayer on Tuesday morning, when we pray for each other, God gives me a picture or a word about whoever I'm praying for. 100% of the time. 100% of the time. And it's amazing to see when you release that word, what it does to somebody. How do you know it's a word from God? Well, the Bible says that God's word is, is spirit and it is life. So if somebody releases a word to you, and it brings life to your spirit, you know it's a word from God. New Testament prophecy is encouraging and exhortation. So it's a, it's a positive word about your future. If someone declares something over your life that is negative, that's called a curse. That's a wrong spirit. That's not a word from God. People that go to fortune tellers or palm readers or psychics, that's the wrong spirit. Those people will curse you. But so many people don't know that, so they go to these psychics because they want to know what their future holds, and then they get a curse, and they wonder why they're barren for the rest of their life. Or they wonder why they have accidents in their life, or they wonder why their marriage is a mess, or they wonder why they can't be successful financially. It's because they just got cursed, and they co they've come into agreement with the wrong spirit. When God speaks a word over your life, it'll bring life to you. It'll be an exciting thing. You'll look forward to your future. You'll start to see things that are positive. And start to work towards that. So you can release a word that God gives you for somebody else. You can release a word God gives you for you. Or you can just declare a thing. Jeremiah 23, 29 says, Is my word not like a hammer that breaks rocks in pieces? Sometimes you don't need to pray for something. You just need to declare something. Is my word not a hammer? that will break rocks in pieces. If you are coming up against a wall, sometimes you need to stop praying and begging about it and start declaring it in Jesus' name. And believe that the word that you're releasing is a word from God and it is a, a hammer breaking up rocks. Devathasins, can you guys stand up? I just want to declare some stuff over you right now. Just turn your palms towards heaven. Stretch your hands out towards these guys. Father, I thank you for Darren and Gina Devathasin. In the name of Jesus. I speak to whatever is holding up the adoption process in Jesus' name, and I break your power in Jesus' name. Devil, I forbid you to interfere in this process in Jesus' name, and I break your power. Get out of this process in Jesus' name, and I declare family of five in Jesus' name. Family of five in Jesus' name. I declare another adopted child that matches perfectly with you comes to pass shortly in Jesus name amen amen come on
Sometimes you just got to release, release the word. Who, who in here is, is, is maybe having trouble having a child? I just feel, just stand up. Just stand up. If, you don't, if you're not embarrassed, just stand up. Come on, we're going to pray. Right now, we're going to release the word in Jesus' name. We're going to release the word. God, it is your idea to have a family. It is your idea to be fruitful and multiply. You commanded it. It is your will. So in the name of Jesus, I come against any blocking spirit, spirit of murder and death. In Jesus' name, I break your power. In Jesus' name, I declare over every womb, be fruitful. You are fruitful. You are fruitful. In Jesus' name, every seed, you are fruitful. In Jesus' name, I declare those that are barren wombs, I command you to open. In Jesus' name, I declare families multiplying. This day in Jesus' name, Father, I thank you right now. I thank you right now for multiplication. Devil, I cancel your assignments against these children, against these wombs, against these seed of these men in Jesus' name. Miracles break out. Miracles break out. In Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for testimonies. Baby, I see babies crying right now. I see babies crying in hospitals. I see families crying. I see parents crying because their baby's crying because they're happy. I see parents getting no sleep. Cancel. Cancel. See, that was a curse. Cancel that thing. Don't receive that. There's a difference between praying and declaring, between praying and prophesying. You can pray your prophecy or you can prophesy your prayer, however you want to look at it. But sometimes you just need to declare a thing and watch it come to pass. God did this in the very, very beginning. Genesis 1, 1 to 4, it says this, in the beginning, God, and that word God is plural. It's a trinity. It's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost created the heavens and the earth. You guys thought he spoke first, but he created first, but anyway. He created the heavens and the earth. He was the only thing that was anything, and so everything came from him. There wasn't anything except for him, so everything came from him. That's why he has authority over everything, and everything is subject to him because the creator always has authority over his creation. It says, The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. God didn't create darkness, it just was. But the earth was without form. It was confusing. It was void. It was empty. There was nothing happening, happening, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. That word hover is a dynamic word. It was like the Holy Ghost was walking back and forth, just waiting for the word. Give me the word, give me the word. He was waiting, he was going back and forth. It's a dynamic word, hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light. Isn't that crazy that he saw the light for the first time? Physically, he saw the light in his spirit before he declared the word, but then he saw it for the first time. I was just thinking about that, reading that this year, that that was the first time he saw light. There was no sun, there was no moon. He saw light for the very first time. 
When God said, let there be light, the Holy Spirit grabbed that word and he executed that word in the earth. God gave me this picture on Sunday at the noon service to share with you today so that when you pray, when you prophesy, you can have a a vision of what's happening in the spirit realm. The spirit of God is hovering. The spirit of God is hovering and he's waiting, dynamically waiting for you to release the word so that he can execute that word on the earth. When God said, let there be light, it was like he was passing the baton to the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit is who's here with us, in case you didn't know that. Jesus and God, they're up there in heaven cheering us on, giving you words to the Holy Ghost that he can tell you. The Holy Ghost is with us, and he's hovering. He's in you, he's on you, he's around you, he's with you. He's waiting for you to release the word of God. He responds to the word of God. All of creation responds to the word of God because he was the the God that created everything, so they respond to him. The Bible says in John 1, 1 through 4, in the beginning was the word Jesus, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. That's why that word God is plural, Father, Son, Holy Ghost. All things were made through Jesus, and without Jesus, nothing that was made was made. And in him was life. That's why when he speaks, life touches your life. Life, and the light was the light of men and the light shines in the darkness, and darkness did not comprehend it. The darkness in this world can't comprehend the light. You are the light of the world, God says. You are the light of the world. And right now he's in heaven, and he's looking on the earth, and he sees that there is an earth in confusion. There are people that are jacked up. There is chaos happening. And the same word he spoke thousands of years ago from heaven, let there be light. He's speaking today, but he's speaking to you because you are the light of the world. He's saying, let there be light because darkness cannot comprehend it. Let the light go out into our city, into our nation, and the darkness will flee because it doesn't know what to do. When the light goes out, you are the light of the world. Then in the New Testament, Jesus is in the earth and he's given an assignment to die and then to rise again. And I love thinking about this because Jesus had never been on earth, died, and rose again. And the Bible says that he stripped himself of his divinity, even though he was still God, to become a human so that he could be an example for you and I on the earth. So he lives a perfect life. And at 30, he starts his ministry and he begins to to teach the disciples and to teach the multitudes to do miracle signs and wonders. And then he prophesies at least three times in the gospel about his death and resurrection. He's talking to his disciples. He says, sometimes he's doing it in third person. The son of man will die and then be raised again on the third day. Does that at least three times to his disciples as he's living in his his three-year ministry. Then as you know, he goes to the whipping post, gets stripes on his back that you might be healed and he goes on the cross that you and I will be saved and delivered by the blood of Jesus and then they stick him in a tomb 
They stick him in a tomb, and, and it's crazy because there's nobody with him. Everybody thinks he's dead. Hell's cheering. So he's in the tomb by himself, and I was processing this, and I said, God, well, who raised Jesus from the dead? He was by himself. Did you just speak a word? Did one of the disciples sneak over? And then God said, duh, Romans 8, 11. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. In other words, it was the Holy Spirit that raised Christ from the dead. Here's what happened. Jesus is the Word, and He released the Word. He said, the Son of Man will die and be raised again on the third day. So when He declared the Word, the Spirit of God started to hover in the tomb, waiting for that third day in the morning. And as soon as Jesus was dead for three days, the Spirit of God acted on the Word that was released by the Word, and Jesus got out of the grave. Despite all of hell trying to keep him there, despite the soldiers that was guarding the rock in front of the tomb, Jesus got up. And guess what? I believe he just walked right straight through the, the rock. Bible doesn't say he rolled away the stone before he got out. The angel did that to show him he wasn't there. But I think Jesus just got up. Devil was trying to hold him in, and he thought he was going to have to roll away the stone, and then he just went, whoop. Walk right through that bad boy. Surprised everybody. If you keep reading, he walked right through the wall and surprised his disciples. That's why I think that. But he declared the word. And God showed me it was just like in the beginning when God declared the word and the spirit of God was hovering, waiting for the word. Jesus delivers the word and the spirit of God raised him up. When you release the Word of God, the Spirit of God is hovering, waiting. Man, will the sons and daughters of God prophesy so that I can execute their Word. In the summer of 2021, my wife and I were given a Word, a Word that we were going to expand two campuses in the central region. And as soon as we got that Word, all of a sudden we could see. Shortly thereafter, we had a couple of people on our team say, hey, because we were telling them one, but we knew and believing for two, and we had a couple of people say, hey, what about two? And we're like, absolutely, that's confirmation. A lot of times a prophetic word is a confirmation from something God already spoke to you. So you're coming into agreement, because wherever two agree on earth concerning anything that they agree to, it shall be done for them. So oftentimes, God will be speaking to you about something, and then all of a sudden, someone will say, hey, man, God just gave me a word for you. You're going to have two. You're going to have two, two buildings. So all of a sudden, we started to, to believe for that. And in February, if you guys remember Mike Maiden, when he came, and we've been talking about this, but he, he, he got up on the stage, and God gave him a picture, and then he interpreted the picture. He said, God is standing with his fist like this, and he is releasing two buildings in this region. One's going to be about the same size. One's going to be three times larger. And the time is now. The light is green. And all of a sudden, we were like filled with faith, filled with hope, because there was life on that word. It was straight from heaven. So we started believing God, and then 
we're at, I was at men's prayer one, two, one Tuesday morning and God said, sell your house that you love. And when you sell your house and move to the region, because we lived in El Cajon, move to the central region, it will unlock buildings. It will unlock buildings. So we, so we stepped out of faith and we, we were gonna put our house on the market. We had decided to put our house on the market. Um, we called John and Teresa Mack. They gave us their photo person who was amazing. And then we, um, we set the appointment for Thursday, that Wednesday, right before we set the appointment. On a Wednesday night church service, someone came up to us after the service and said, I got a building for you. Salvation Army is about to sell that building down the street. How big is it? It's about the same size. It's an extension of this campus. It's gonna relieve some pressure. The day after we decided to put our house on the market, the word came, the fulfillment of the, the beginning of the fulfillment of that word came. That was in May. Previously, Pastor Teresa said, I think we're gonna find out about this in May. About the third week of May, we found out about it, Salvation Army. So we started to, to, to take action towards that. You can't just get a word and then think it's just gonna happen. Faith and works, faith and action. Prophetic word, you, you, gotta, you gotta battle in the spirit and you gotta battle on the ground. Air attacks and ground troops. You gotta go for it both directions. So we started to, to, to warfare and we started to, to battle and we started to, uh, we took a tour of the building and we started following up with the agent. This is in May of, of last year. Nothing was happening, nothing was happening. They were dragging their feet, they were dragging their feet, they were dragging their feet. And then in, um, in October, we got word that they were finally gonna put the, the property on the market. So we put in an offer, 19 offers come in. Right before that, God had given me a word. We're in our executive meeting. I'm talking to Pastor Jurgen, and as I'm talking, God says, we're, gonna, we're giving you this building as a legacy to resurrect it and to carry it on, the Salvation Army. And I knew it was a word from God because I felt that thing that you feel when it's a word from God. I don't know if you've ever felt that, but it feels like glory just sits on you. And I'm like, oh, I like that. It's not a little tingly. It's a word from God. So that word from, from God was just another word to sustain us in the fight and in the battle. And so we began to, to pray the word. 19 offers comes down to five. Five offers comes down to two. It's us and a developer. And we're like, surely the Salvation Army is going to choose us because we had the same basically the same offer, same money, everything, but they had all cash and we had to get a loan. So lo, lo and behold, they chose the other offer. So now we're, in we're, we're out of contract for a couple of weeks. And to be honest, I was discouraged. I started questioning myself, was that the word? Did I hear the word? Did Mike Maiden miss it? Or did I misinterpret what Mike Maiden said? Did I miss it? Was that not the word that I heard? Did my wife miss it? Did all of us miss it? But as soon as I started to feel that, you got to remember the word that you were given so that you can go to war based on the word that you got. 1 Timothy 1.18 says, This charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage the good warfare. 
So whenever you get discouraged, you got to go back to the Word. you got to go back to the Word and begin to wage the good warfare and say, No, God, you said. You said. He was releasing buildings. You gave me the Word about legacy. It's William Booth, for God's sakes. The man who created the Salvation Army. What a privilege. What an honor. How exciting it would be. This is the same man that said, I don't wait for a move of God. I am the move of God. That's the kind of legacy we're walking into. I'm like, God, let it be so. This is ours. So we started to curse the contract, not the people. We started to say, God, don't even let it go into contract. Don't even let it happen. So a couple of weeks later, we hadn't really, we've been praying and and, and declaring. We'd been praying in men's prayer for like six months straight for that building. And cherished prayer, sorry. It's probably because of Cherish Prayer, actually, that we got the building. But, what, but, but a Tuesday morning, Luke Berger comes up to me and says, hey, I got a word. We weren't even praying about the building. But when you get in an environment where the Holy Ghost is, he starts to speak to you about stuff he's thinking about. So he gives Luke a word, and he comes up, and he says, Pastor John, I got this word. I saw three massive angels one facing this street, one facing the corner, and one facing this street. And they were big, they were stout, and they were standing strong, and they were getting attacked by demons. Demons were flying everywhere, attacking them, but they weren't moving, they were standing strong. Then I had another guy come up to me after that, Mike Thompson, and he said, John, he said, I saw a vision. I saw all these demons attacking the building. They were separate, they were on different sides of the room. They didn't even talk to each other. He said, I saw demons attacking the building. And he said, I saw them recruiting other demons from other regions and coming and attacking the building. And so that gave me some faith because I saw angels were still fighting for this thing. God spoke to them and gave them a vision so that they could see, so that we could wage the good warfare based on the promise that he had given me. So we began to pray. This was on a Tuesday. The following Wednesday, we're sitting in a meeting right upstairs, and we're talking about the building, and we hadn't heard anything yet. And my faith-filled, spirit-filled, beautiful wife, this is like December 20-something. And she was standing on a word that we were going to get a building before the end of the year. So we're standing in our meeting, and we're kind of talking about it. And she said to everybody, she said, you know what? It's the end of the year. It's not looking too good. But we are standing on the word that God is going to give us this building in Jesus' name. I'm not giving up until the, like Mike Maiden said, the fat angel sings. The next day we get a call. Hey, are you guys still interested? I'm like, heck yeah, we're interested. God gave us the word. So we get we get the word and we go under contract on December 23rd and we closed on January 13th based on the word that God gave us in 2021, 2022, over and over and over again. When God gives you a word, it is a weapon for your future. 
Do not give up until the fat angel sings. Because if God spoke a thing, he's going to bring it to pass. And when it looks dead, don't worry about it. If nothing ever dies, you don't need resurrection power. But when something dies, you can declare to that thing that isn't as though it is. Why don't we stand to our feet? I'm ending. We got to sing another song. You guys are on fire. Here's what I want to do. Believing that some of you were hearing and remembering a word that God gave you that maybe you haven't seen come to pass or maybe you've kind of lost hope on or maybe you haven't been warfaring for. But tonight I want you to warfare. Tonight I want you to declare. Tonight I want you to see your words as a hammer breaking rocks in pieces. Come on, what is it? Is it a, is it a child? Is it a home? Is it a marriage? Is it a... A, a career change? Is it in your health? What is it that God has said? And let me tell you this, maybe God didn't give you a specific word, but if you know the word, you can prophesy the word. You can prophesy, I was healed by his stripes. I am healed. I am blessed. I am fruitful. You can declare the word of God over your life. And let me just tell you, that when you declare the word of God, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Everything you say, you hear, and whatever you continually hear, you'll eventually believe. And when you believe it, let me just tell you, it's gonna come to pass if it's his word. So start to declare, start to declare. Come on, worship team, can we sing? As they're singing, I want you to step out of faith and begin to declare what God has already told you. Don't you tell me he can't do
lift our hands. In the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for releasing your word. You asked Jeremiah, what do you see? And when he saw what you saw, you said, well done, I'm ready to release my word. I'm ready to perform my word. Father, I thank you that you are ready to perform your word over each and every person. Believing God, you're too good. You're too good. We believe you tonight. Say, I believe you. Say, you can do anything. Say, I am a winner. I am free. I am healed. I am blessed. Sometimes you got to prophesy over yourself. David said, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. He was commanding his soul to bless the Lord. Sometimes you got to command your soul to prophesy over your circumstance. You are prosperous. You are blessed. You can overcome. You can do it. You can finish. You can start that business. You can write that book. You can get married. You can have kids. You can. You will. Jesus, let it be so. We just say this is a house of miracles. You are the same God yesterday, today, and forever. The same power that raised Christ from the dead lives in us. And it's that power, ladies, that will give life to your mortal bodies in Jesus' name. That's the word, life. Life in Jesus' name. Jesus, you became poor that we might become rich. Not rich in the secular sense, rich, blessed, more than we need so that we can give, so that we can bless other people. Blessed to be a blessing. I just felt some of you had a problem with that word rich. Biblical rich, more than you need. Some of you need to look yourself in the mirror and say, I am rich. I am rich. prophesy over yourself I am healed some of you need to say I am beautiful I am who God made me to be I'm the head not the tail above only not beneath I'm a leader I'm a healer. When I speak, stuff happens. When I prophesy, shift happens. I hear from God. I know his voice. He responds to my prayers. I've been given the power to get wealth. 
to establish the kingdom. I have resurrection power. I speak to those things that are dead and I command them to come back to life. I command dreams to come back to life. I command visions to come back to life. not a fearful person. I have courage. I have boldness. I have strength. I have energy. I'm wide awake. I have good dreams at night. In the name of Jesus, I break the power of nightmares. I command every tormenting spirit, loose the people of God. I forbid you to visit them in their dreams when they sleep. Get off their lives. In Jesus' name, I sleep well tonight. I sleep well every night. I get good rest. I wake up energized and healthy. There may be some people here, and maybe you've never met Jesus before. Maybe you've never said, Jesus, I want to follow you. Maybe you've never invited him into your life. I want to give you that opportunity tonight. That is the beginning. You can't see what he sees unless he's living in you. At least consistently. So if that's you tonight and you've never given your life to Christ or maybe you're here and you're like, man, I gotta rededicate myself. I gotta rededicate myself. I gotta get back in line with Jesus. Just lift your hand. I wanna pray for you tonight. Is there anybody like that? Anybody like that tonight? God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Is there anybody else? Thank you over here. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you over here. Thank you, guys. Beautiful. 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 Everyone in the building, just say these words. We're ending now. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending Jesus to die on a cross for my sins. Lord Jesus, tonight, I invite you into my life, and I ask that you would help me see what you see. I ask that you would help me live a life that glorifies you. I thank you that I am saved, that heaven is my home, and that God is my Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, can we clap for all those people? If you lifted your hand and prayed that prayer, we have a response lounge right there. Please stop in there before you leave. We're going to have our ministry team up here. I would love it if we could sing something, whatever you guys want to sing as we go out. I don't want tonight to end, but you got a kids probably over there. You might need to go get those kids. But if you need prayer for anything, come on up. We'll see you Sunday. My beautiful wife will be preaching. It's going to be powerful. Wow. What an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen. For more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.